Hi and welcome to Leitrim Daily. My name is Brefni Early and you are listening to episode 57 of the show. We're all about sport on today's show as we look back at the weekend's action across the playing pitches of the county and further afield. A massive thank you to Urban Fit Crew Box Fit in Kiltahard for their support of the show in sponsoring today's episode. We're going to start in rugby and the county was well represented at provincial level at underage interprovincials with Bornacula Shane Mallon getting on the score sheet for the Leinster Schools under 18 side against Munster. Despite losing 23-20, his Leinster side won the tournament overall. So congratulations to Shane. We will have him on next week's show. We just couldn't logistically fit him in between yesterday's game and today. Leitrim Village's Matthew Early started for the Connacht under-19 side in their 28-27 victory over Ulster, while Balnamore's Eddie Coyle and Manor Hamilton's Hannah Johnston were in action for the under-18 boys and girls teams, respectively. I caught up with Matthew Early and Hannah Johnston after their victories this weekend. I am joined once again by Hannah Johnson of Manor Hamilton after her exploits in a 10-0 victory for Connacht Rugby under-18 women versus Munster on Saturday. Hannah, welcome back to the show. Thanks, Brefney. Thanks for having me again. It must have been uh, a nice victory after a defeat to Leinster last weekend. Oh, yeah, it was lovely. It was so good to get the win on Saturday, especially after losing so badly to Leinster the week before. How does this leave you for a crack at winning the Interprovincials? I think it leaves us with a pretty good chance. We're playing Ulster next week in Belfast, so hopefully we'll get the win there. And if we do, we'll be on, yeah, we'll be on, we'll be on track to win. We'll have the semi-final then the week after, so hopefully now it'll go to plan. Oh, so it is the four teams with progression to semi-final and final afterwards? Yeah, yeah, that's how it works. That's kind of nice. It gives you a chance to get a few games in and, and bed yourself in. How did the yeah, game yeah. on Saturday go? Yeah, it was really good. We were completely on form, thank goodness, because against Leinster, I don't know, we were just a bit nervous, and I, I think that just got the better of us. We were terrible in defence, but this week, um, defence was great. Munster didn't score anything, and our attack was great as well, so yeah, it went well. How have you been enjoying the summer yourself? Yeah, I've been enjoying it. It's been busy, very busy and intense, but no, really good, really good. Because obviously listeners might not be aware, but you have to get yourself from Anna Hamilton to Galway a couple of times a week for training. Yeah, I have to go up twice a week. On Wednesdays, we train for five hours in Galway, and then Saturdays, we usually train for about three or four in Galway as well. That's so. a huge commitment. It is, yeah, but sure, I love it, so I don't really mind. It's really my mum and dad who mind the travelling. I don't really mind it. <laughs> yeah, because you're getting to play. They're getting to look at the the beauty of Galway for a couple of hours while they wait to bring you yeah, home. Yeah, yeah. What's next for the rugby? You have a game next week against Ulster. Ulster, yeah, that's on Saturday in Queens. And how have they got on so far? I think they beat Munster last week. And I have a feeling they were playing Leinster yesterday, but I didn't actually hear how they got on. Okay, so you're kind of hoping they might have done you a favour and then you can get top spot in the group and maybe the best seed for the semi-final yeah. next week. Well, Hannah, it's been a Hopefully. busy weekend as well, not just the rugby, but you actually lined out for Glencar Manor in their championship match this morning. I did, yeah. A, a bit of a one-sided affair? Yeah, well, we were playing local rivals, Drummer Hare, and 
You know, normally Drummer Hare would put it up to us. They've been county champions for the last few years in a row. But um, this year, you know, a few players missing and stuff. So, yeah, we, we beat them pretty nicely today. So you've put yourself in the semi-final. Well, listen, the best of luck to you on both fronts, both with the rugby and the Gaelic over the next few weeks. It's certainly not going to get any quieter in the Johnson household for a little while. <laughs> no, it's not. In action yesterday in Maynooth University, Matthew Early was playing hooker for the Connacht Under-19s against Ulster. The side ended up having a one-point victory, 28 points to 27 in the last game of the Interprovincial Series. Matthew Early joins me again. Matthew, welcome back. Thank you very much. How was the game? Yeah, it was a good game. Tough first half. We were down at halftime and we managed to pull it out of the bag and got a deserved win in the end. Bit of a disappointing series though for the team overall. I know you, you ran Munster close, you ran Leinster close, but just couldn't get the victories on those days. But you did pick it up with a good win yesterday against Ulster. 100%. I thought our team was definitely good enough to win the Interpros this year, but look, at results didn't go our way and we were very unlucky not to come home with the title, but we were happy with our performances in all games. In the meantime, your Sligo Rugby Club side had a big victory in the first round of the, the Connacht Senior League. How much are you looking forward to getting stuck back into club football over the next few weeks and months? Can't wait. Uh, next game is next weekend against Buccaneers at home, so looking forward to that game. And that is where and when? Half two in Hamilton Park in Strandhill uh, on Sunday. Well, listen, congratulations on the victory yesterday and the very best of luck for the rest of the season. Thank you very much. In women's soccer, Mohills Dervla Byrne played her part in Piemont United's one-all draw in the Women's National League encounter with Shelburne, where Piemont missed a late penalty which would have enabled them to snatch all three points from the fixture. They currently comfortably lead the league table by eight points with just six games remaining in the season. Manor Hamilton's Myrne Devaney and Leah Fox were in the squad for Sligo Rovers' under-17 girls as they scored a late winner from Devaney to take a 3-2 victory over Limerick in their league encounter. In men's soccer, Longford Town went down on penalties to Bohemians in the FAI Cup second round on Friday night after a turbulent week where their manager Neil Fenn left the club for Cork City. Sligo Rovers were also in action against Limerick on Saturday night and overcame the concession of two very early goals to run out 6-2 victors on the night. Four players failed to finish the full 90 minutes with some crazy moments seeing four red cards. One for the home side in the showgrounds. Niall Morahan still on the injury list for the bit of red. Back at home within the county, it was all about the club championships for both men and women this weekend. Let's start there with a look back at the Connacht Gold Senior Football Championship. Played on Friday night, Ahawillan and St Mary's played out a draw with both sides scoring 11 points. The Carrick side had rushed into a 6-point to no-score lead in the first half and still held a 4-point lead with just over 10 minutes to play but found themselves pegged back to finish level with a long-range Mark Plunkett score equalising for the Willies later on. I spoke to Ahawillan's Noel Plunkett and St Mary's Mark Diffley after the game. But first, Joe Flynn, manager of St Mary's. Joe, great start to the game. How are you feeling about how it finished up? Probably feels like a bit of a loss, the fact that we had a, 
I think it was a four-point lead just going into the last 15 minutes. We just couldn't kill the game off, I suppose. I will and showed why they're county champions. They showed a lot of grit there to claw it back in the end and got basically scoring the last kick of the game to, to draw it. So we'll just have to lick our wounds and uh, we'll be back again for Trumhair in two weeks. It's set up now as a shootout. Basically, level on score difference with Ohawil and going into the last round of games, you've got to really go for it against Trumhair. Yeah, definitely. In two weeks, it's going to be a shootout. I presume that games will be on at the same time and all of that. But um, the main thing is that we, we keep moving forward, get a performance against Trumhair. And then, like, if you want to win the county championship, you have to beat whoever's in front of you anyway. So whoever we get in the quarterfinal, we'll take. And it's a learning experience for all these young lads. At the end of the day, I think, as I keep saying, there's eight of them that were on, or, or could be nine of them under 20. So we'll just have to keep every day as a learning day for these lads and we'll keep moving forward. Okay, well, Joe, well, uh, congratulations on securing your place in the quarterfinal with that result tonight, even if it might feel like a bit of a loss on the night. Thanks very much, Brittany. Mark, how do you feel after that? I felt like we had something to prove after the Battle of Moore game. So we just came out here, like, that's the performance we know we, ha- we have and we've set that level and that's what has to be from now on. Like, there is a feeling at the end of that that it got away from us, so we just let it slip. But we, that's the last thing we're ever, that's never going to happen to us again and we know that. And from now on, all we're going to do is go up there. A lot of young lads on that team. You yourself, you're under 19, essentially. Still under 20 next year. Mm. How much have you learnt over the last four games? Uh, well, it's all a learning curve. We just take every game as it comes and just every game we try and improve. And that's what we said at the start of the year in the team meeting. We're like, every, it doesn't matter what happens, so we're going to improve every game as we go along. And we're not the finished product by any means, shape or form. There's still a lot more to come. And even for us young lads, we're just trying to drive them on. Everyone's trying to pick it up. No matter what age you are, if you're good enough, you're old enough. And that's our mantra. We just keep trying to play and we're not going to shy away from any game. You've secured your spot in the quarter-final with that game tonight, despite the last-minute equaliser. You play Drummer here in two weeks' time. You need a big performance and a, probably a big score against Drummer here to try and get that second spot in the group after the, the way the, the results have fallen tonight. We're obviously going to keep an eye on the table of that, but that's not going to worry us too much. You're going to have to win if our aim is. We're going to have to beat everyone anyway, so it doesn't matter who we get in the quarter-final. Obviously, we want to another big performance in every game we go out, and that's just the way we're going to take it. Like. What is the ambition for the rest of the year? Will anything less than a county title do? No, that's the, that's the end of it. All we want to do is a county title. That's all we picture every year. For a car team to be thinking of anything less, it's just not good enough. No, what are your thoughts after that draw? Yeah, I was just delighted to get out of here with a, with a draw. Like, I suppose coming into this game, we knew it was going to be a tight battle. Like, Carrick bears in the league earlier on, and we knew we were going to be coming up here, and it's going to be the same situation there tonight. Like, they were going to be gunning to back that performance as well. And, uh, we didn't get off to the best start, so like going six points down like wasn't ideal and we were on the back foot straight away and just we had to just knuckle down and give it our best like for the second half when we regrouped and we knew it was going to come down to the wire and just it was lucky enough and then we just bunch, these bunch of players like we never never give in like and it, we just have that never die attitude like to keep going until the bitter end like I don't think any one of us would have really liked to come out of here with a one point loss defeat after the end of that second half. Every player giving such an effort like that. You seem to be covering every blade of grass on the pitch. Wherever the ball was, you seem to pop up in that second half. Uh, you must be absolutely shattered. I see you've got your leg heavily strapped. Yeah. Is that a worry for next week? Uh, hopefully not. I'll get a bit of advice on it there after. And a few days to rest now, anyway, so just happy enough the way that performance went. Anyway, so. It's literally going to come down to a shootout as to who can score the most next week against your respective opponents. Are you happy with how the campaign has gone so far? Uh, I suppose there is like we're happy enough like to be we're happy like but I suppose Balmore beating us and that like we knew they were they've been setting the standard up, up this year so far like so 
we know where we have to get to. There's a few teams, Banner, Balmore, Mohol, like they're all still right up there. We know we have to keep we have to keep working harder to to try and retain it. So we're not going to give in that easy yet, anyways. On Saturday evening in Drumshambo, Glencar Manor were looking to continue their 100% record against a Drumreilly side who needed at least a point to secure their passage into the last eight of the championship. Manor's greater firepower proved too much in the end and a late flurry of scores left them with a 2-12-1-9 final scoreline. I spoke to Drumreilly manager Brian Whitney and Glencar Manor's James Glancy after the game. Brian, thoughts after that? I disappointed when we, we, we got it back to two points with seven minutes to go. I thought we'd push on, but look at they're they're that step further on on, on us. But I always lads, I know if we had the same belief as Manor, we could you know push on more. It's just getting the belief into these lads that they can go and compete with any of them when they put their mind to it. Um, Half time was disappointing. We should have been we should have won eight one nine on the board. I thought with chances and they, I think two wides where we had I don't know I didn't, I didn't even keep counting them. What are we three points at halftime? So you know it's disappointing, but. If anyone told us this time last year we'd be competing with these lads with, with five minutes to go, I think people would laugh us out of town. So we've come on a good bit and very proud of the lads. I'm awful proud of them. So Some serious experience in that team with the likes of uh, Declan Maxwell, Ollie Maguire came on there, James Holden, Michael Holden, John McKeown. Ah, great, great great, lads. Um, can't fault, you can't fault those lads. You, you can't fault, I can't fault any of the lads. Every lad gave everything they had there today. We had a couple of injuries coming in today and lads made themselves available this morning of the match so I got a bit of a shock I didn't think we were going to have three, three of those uh, players um, last night so it's great when you have lads that are man, man enough you know they go and put, put their body on the line like that so um, disappointed with the result but look at uh, we, we'll go at it again in two weeks time against Mohol You're here about to watch Fianna Melvin Gales do battle it's a big game for how your season's going to finish out what's the thought process at the moment? Well we've just always had no dependency on any other results and I'm still the same um, how do I think it will go? I think it's going to go not well for us, to be honest. I think I think Melvin Gales will win it, but there you go. Anyway, we'll leave it at that, Brethany. Thanks very much, Brethany. Thanks, Brian. James, what's the thoughts after that? You've secured pretty much top spot in the group. Uh, very, very happy with the win. Um, do you know what you say? Like Dromiley had some go- some good performances and wins in their in their group games leading up to this. They had the big win against Melvin Gales, and do you know, like this old saying, "Oh, you take every game at a time" and things like that. That's literally what we're doing. But there's nothing, nothing really to the back of it. We're just trying to work as hard as we could. I wouldn't be overly happy with a lot of our performances today, you know. But at the end of the day, we got a six-point win, and we take that. In terms of uh, the game today, a bit unlucky not to get a penalty in the first half, perhaps. I don't know. I was speaking to one of the umpires in there, and he says absolutely not. So you know, you have to go with with them and the referee's decision. And Seamus Mulhern is a I don't look. Everyone has their opinions on referees and things like that. I think Seamus is one of the best referees in the county, and I'm not blowing smoke about him. But he just lets the game run, and he's consistent on both sides. And if you don't like a call, you know, generally if it's the same one on the other side, it goes the way Seamus calls it, and there's nothing you can really do about that. He's he's got county finals and things like that, so I think he's he's, he's up there with the best of them. Jim Riley gave a bit of a fright at, towards the end there, about five minutes to go. They closed in from six points back to a single score at one point. Any worries going through the camp? Absolutely, yeah. There's no point saying, oh, we're never worrying or anything like that. It would be a worry, you know what I mean? Like, Declan Maxwell is a quality player and he drifted in at the back there and it was like the Declan Maxwell of old. Like, he's a smart, smart footballer and laid it off to, I think, young Dylan Maguire there, mid- midfielder. So the two midfielders up there, it's something we probably maybe need to analyse over the week. How do they get up there without any, 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 anyone marking them? But... 
you know, they, they put it up to us and they just never give up. And it's Drum Riley, you know, Drum Riley, Ahawillan. You know, they work together. They've worked together very well over the years at underage. And it's the same attitude both teams have and they never give up. And you know you're going to get a good battle with them. And that's exactly what we got today. And we would, what I'd be happy with is the way we just went up the field and got a, got a goal shortly after that. And I'd be very happy with that, you know. One game left. Will the lads on the sideline take a chance to maybe blood a few lads and give them a game? Or will it be power on we've got win all five games in the group I suppose you'll have to ask them but my opinion is you just want to power on you know what I mean you want to you, you know when you're when you're going for five out of five now you know we've won the first four I think you need you need to power on but um, I think there's a little bit of confusion at the minute about is the game on next weekend or the week after I don't think that's maybe it is finalised I'm not sure but um, we'll be powering on you know at the end of the day that you, you know you're playing your local rivals in Melvin Gales, and uh, they'll be they'll certainly be up for it. They always are. They give us a great battle down in um, Bundoran at the start of the year, and they give us a bit of a whip on that day. And you know we'll take that into next week and, and see how we get on. In terms of your own participation, how is your own status at the moment? Uh, yeah, I'm getting there. Just picked up an injury in the Cartletra game, um, so I'm just working back to it now and ne nearly there. So hopefully. You know, maybe the Melvin Gales game might come a bit too soon. I don't know, but I have to talk to the the uh, physios in there and see 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 how we go from there. Also in Group One, Melvin Gales got their campaign back on track with a seven point victory over rivals Fina St Callians, seventeen points to ten, the final score. It leaves the Fina side with a massive task to reach the quarterfinals, as they're relying on two results to go their way and a cricket score victory over Gortletra next week. I spoke to Melvin Gales keeper Gareth Phelan after the dust had settled on the game. On Saturday evening in Drumshambo, Melvin Gales faced Fina St. Callians and the North Leitrim men came out on top. One player from Melvin Gales was Gareth Phelan, former inter-county goalkeeper, of course, for many, many, many years, probably more years than he'd care to remember. Gareth joins me now. Gareth, welcome to the show. Thank you very much, Brevnik. You're back between the sticks with Melvin Gales last night. Um... You had had a, a staccato start to the championship. That defeat to Drum Riley probably wasn't part of the the plan, but you've put things right and you've secured your spot in the semi or the quarterfinals at this stage. You must be happy. We are we're happy that we seem to have gotten some of our mojo back there over the last couple of games. Now I don't know whether it's a sealed deal, whether we're we're a hundred percent nailed on for a quarterfinal or not yet. I think there's there's still a bit of... Uh... The situation after the weekend's games, Gareth, is that you have a 39-point lead over FINA. So if they were to win, you were to lose, Drum Riley would also have to lose for it to go to score difference. Otherwise, you would have the head-to-head -head victory over FINA from this weekend. So in a situation where all three teams would end up on four points, two of those would go through. And at the moment, you have considerably the best score difference. So there would have to be a 39 or 30 a 40-point swing between yourselves and Fina and a 12-point swing between yourselves and Drum Riley for that to happen. So you'd basically have to be beaten by about 30 points and Fina win by 10 for you to get knocked out. So while not mathematically 100% safe at this stage, I think you can take it that you'll be playing uh, a quarter-final fixture in this year's senior championship. Well, I, I'll have to take I'll have to take that from you at face value. I didn't realise now that it, there was uh, that we had that many points. I'm, I would have to look at that again to be. Uh, I, I'm I'm taking it that you're you have that on on a good account there. Sorry, I'm taking it from the Leitrim right, website. Right, right, right. So. Yeah, no, I I didn't realise that we had that much of a distance out. Now, now I know. Look at uh, we probably have one foot in the quarterfinals. All right, but sure, you know yourself, Breffney, uh 
it's never a sealed deal until it is a sealed deal. So the the, the only the, the only uh, approach that we really have here is that we have to go out uh, in our last game against Manor and put our best foot forward here because not only I suppose uh, naturally we 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 obviously want to progress into a quarterfinal, but no more than what you said about our uh, our interesting start to the championship where we, we shipped a couple of defeats. But since that, you know, we, we've been on the floor and we've picked ourselves back up, dusted ourselves off. We, we got our, our, our heads back on again and we've been taking step, step, step in trainings and we've managed to put two defeat, two wins together there. So what we're really gearing at is, is just to take another step forward as a team to, to try and get our mojo back again i think it's common it's common it's it's probably not fully back you know that what obviously what we're looking to do is is for our own for our own sanity as a team for you know for our own uh, heads and, and, and all of that we, we really just want to, to to push it on again to, to another level and and that's that's kind of where we're at and obviously i suppose all the different uh permutations that, that are going down coming on down the line with with how this is panning out well of course all of that stuff will have to fit into place for us uh, and but the main thing for us is that we need we take a, another big step forward as a team the game started on saturday evening with a fina goal chance literally inside the first 90 seconds of the game and you blocked that you broke down the other pitch and, and scored straight away and all of a sudden it was game on melvin gales you never really looked like losing the game from that point it was much sooner than 90 seconds it was straight from the throw in and uh, and I probably shouldn't be saying this too loud now because Gert Lettera scored a goal straight from the throw-in. There's obviously teams out there that are seeing that there's some sort of a weakness within us that they can hit us from the throw-in uh, because it uh, it has been done. It was actually done once in the league. Leitrim Village done it and scored a goal straight off the throw-in. As I said, Gert Lettera done it in the championship. FINA uh, almost, you know, it, it was only for... Uh, a, a bit of um, last gasp defending on the line. They almost done it last night as well. But as you say, we were lucky enough. We we defended that rather than picking the ball up out of the onion net. We we actually defended it, turned it around, and it ended up the f- far end of the pitch and over the bar. And as you say, that was game on. So yeah, that you know, I suppose that, that was. It was probably a, a statement as to where we were at last night as a team in in that. Had that been three, four or five weeks ago, that probably would have ended up in the net and we would have been licking our wounds from the start of the match. Yeah, I think it was more of a statement as to where we were at and, and our preparations that have gone in and just where our heads were at that we, we managed to keep that out and just hit back straight away. You know, that was, yeah, I think it was kind of testament as to where we're at at the team at the moment. In terms of another factor that was back in evidence last night was on a personal note, you had a bit of an encounter at one point with Donald Rin from, from FINA where the two squared up to each other. Now, no, no digs were thrown or anything, but it was just two big men. And it's not that often you're faced with someone who's a bit bigger than you. Uh, but it was an interesting side note <laughs> in the first half of that match. Yeah, well, you, you must have been at the match, were you? I was, I was, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. What happened was that at one stage in the match, if I can, I can talk through it. Uh, at one stage in the match, there was a high ball came in, and I, I took it off the crossbar. And of, of course, w- with the new rules now, there's no square ball or anything like that. So, so Donald seen his opportunity, and he he came in full blooded, managed to get 
me, get me between his uh, substantial mass and the goalpost. So <laughs> uh, naturally, I was a, I was a little bit upset about that, and I, and I, I let my emotions be felt by him. But uh, look at we um, we had a bit of a bounce off each other. Um, as you say, there was no digs thrown. Uh, it was just uh, man-to-man stuff. We were we, no, bo- both of us were in a battle. Bo- both of us were prepared to put our bodies on the line, and and that's that's the way it was. And after the after the final whistle went, uh, I had a good shake hands with him, and and we had a good uh, good old squeeze together, and that's that's the way we left it. No, that's always the best way to leave these incidents that happen on football pitches. Nice, and it was just a full-blooded challenge, but it was just an interesting encounter. Um, but anyway, it was just something that struck me during the game. Listen, Garth, thanks so much for joining us. The very best look, I'm going to say, in the quarterfinal, uh, all things going well, barring an absolute miracle, that's where you'll be in a couple of weeks' time. Uh, the best luck for the rest of the championship. Thanks a million, Breffney, and, and all the best with your own podcast and, and continued success with everything that you're doing. Thank you very much. The final game in Group 1 was played on Sunday evening between Gorthletra and Mohol, with the local rivals looking to restore some pride after recent defeats. Mohol continued their impressive season and piled on even more hurt for their near neighbours in a 4-10 to 1-10 win. I spoke to current county player Shane Quinn after the game about Mohol's season so far. Shane Quinn of Mohol GAA, a pretty solid victory for you tonight against Gortletra, who have had, to be said, it's a poor season by their own standards, but you've nailed on that probably that second place in the group is years there for the taking with a 3.20 to 1.10 victory over Gortletra. You've got to be happy. Happy enough now, you know, Gortletra versus Mohol, like it's it's the local derby, like, you know, the kind of the, the scoreline flatters us. Uh, flatters us a good bit, like we, um, the first half they were, they were right up for it, like, you know, and they, they gave us a lot. And, uh, you know, only we kind of, we kind of pulled away in the second half and, you know, our, our kind of, our probably fitness toll, but, you know, they were, they were, they were right, there, thereabouts, like you know, we, like, you know, the two teams know each other so well. It's a case of you know, there's there's no surprises with with the two teams, like like you know, they they always play their best stuff against us, like you know, and we always kind of we always kind of have struggled against them, but like you know, it's good to get it's good to get that kind of win over them and you know, get get our spot for for the quarterfinals, you know, certified, and you know, it's 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 all full team ahead for Jamari next week to guarantee ourselves that second spot. Yes, was anything but a. A massive defeat for Drum Riley. Anything but a defeat to Drum Riley would see you take that second spot, which will mean you will more than likely play the third place team in Group Two. Now that's looking like it's going to be one of Ahawillan or St Mary's, depending on how results go next week. Is there one of those you'd prefer to maybe leave for another round of games? Uh, you know, it's one of it's one of those. It's we were talking about the Friday night um, after after the, after we heard the result. That it's whoever whoever wins by the most in their last round of fixtures will potentially be playing us. Uh, all all going well for us against uh, John Riley, but uh, so look at there's no one you there's no one you kind of you, you kind of want to play. You know, you, people are saying, "Oh, it'd be great to get Ahwillan in the quarter final when they might be going as well." But Ahwillan are a different animal when it comes to the knockout stages. Like, you know, their their record their record is speaks for itself. I remember we played them, we played them thousand. And was it 16 when we were hot favourites for the championship, and they knocked us out. So there's, and Carrick have a have a have a young team there that won't fear anything. So it's it's more so of look, wait, 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 see who we get and plan from there. Like you know, you, there's there's no easy fixture from here on out. Like, 
I suppose the one game that happened over the weekend that everybody was looking at was the Melvin Gales and FINA fixture. Now, you played both teams already this season. You beat Melvin Gales on the opening day of the season, and I think anyone would say, to be fair to them, they could have had you pinned back and, and almost dead and buried within the first 15, 20 minutes of the game, but you came out and won it fairly comfortably in the end. Is there any worry that they might be lurking around, just hovering through that draw and might come back to bite you at the end of the season? Yeah, that's it. Melvin Gales are the, <laughs> Melvin Gales are just they're you know they're they're kind of a, a funny crowd. Like you know, you you can never you'll never get an easy game off them like that. That that ten fifty minute period they had they had us pinned pinned back and only for you know lack of execution or or that you know just you know, they didn't they didn't build up the scores when they were when they were on top. But that's that's the way football goes. Like if you when you're on top and you don't you don't rack up a score. Like it's it, it's going to come back. Every team gets their purple patch. It's what you, what's what you do in that purple patch. So, look, it, it's a case where you know you won't fear. We won't fear any team from here on out. Well, obviously, we we'll give we we'll give them the respect that they, they deserve. But it's it's one of those where you're going to have to beat everyone now to to win it if you want to. Like you know, there's no there's no easy games now. So it's it's literally just it's yeah it's it's win or win or go home. Simple as. I suppose from your point of view, you play Drum Riley next week. Drum Riley really. It's it's effectively a, a pre quarter final for them because they need to get a result to secure their spot in the in the uh, quarter finals with the way the fixtures have fallen out with FINA playing it already out of the competition and already relegated Gortletra. It seems to be a, a spot that Drumreilly won't fancy their chances of taking points off you on next weekend or the weekend after whenever it gets played. Yeah, well, but all the all the respect to Drumreilly, we played them. I think we played them in the championship the last maybe three years, and we haven't got an easy game off. I remember 2017, we played Mount Clune in the in the quarter final, and uh, I think they rattled the crossbar to put them a couple of points up, and we we went down and got got a got a goal or something like that to you know, to pull away. And then last year in the championship, we only pulled away in the last couple of minutes, so they they won't fear us at all. Like so, it's it's one of the like they're they're well able to. to Take us like you know, they're everyone says they're they're an Asian team or that, but at the end of the day, you have to show them like the mass. You have to give them massive respect for <laughs> what what they've been doing. Like they there'll be no easy game against them whatsoever. Like, well, listen, Shane, thanks so much for joining us. Congratulations today. It was a bit of a, a facile victory in the end, but at the same time, you had to go out there and do it, and you did that exceptionally well as you've been doing for the season so far. The very best luck to the rest of the championship. Thanks very much. Any day, any day, we'll be correct. It was a great day. <laughs> In Group 2, Drumahair may have done enough to avoid the automatic relegation place with a 113-2-6 victory over Ochnashielan, while Balnamore ensured that Alan Gales wouldn't be building on their recent victories. The final score there was a hefty 5-23-1-11 in favour of the Balnamore men. In the intermediate ranks, there was also a full round of fixtures in the Smith Monumentals Intermediate Championship, Saturday evening saw Kiltubbard beat Borna Kula 4-10 to 1-8 and Aduff eased past Carrigallon 3-18 to 1-17. Balnaglera made light work of Glenfarn Kilty 3-16 to 2-7 while Eslin had four points to spare over Ahavas 1-15 to 14 points. Yesterday afternoon, Drumkieran saw off the challenge of Sean O'Heslin's second side 18 points to 11 while Leitrim Gales lay down a marker that you can't just write them off yet, with a 3-18 to 1-8 victory over Clune. 
What all that means is that in Group 1, Anna Duff, Leitrim Gales, Drum Kieran and Carrie Gallen have secured their quarter-final spots with just the order in the group to be confirmed. Based on form, Anna Duff will be favourites to top the group, while Leitrim Gales will finish second if they can avoid defeat to Drum Kieran. Carrie Gallen will expect to defeat Sean O'Heslands with a third-place spot as a prize if Drum Kieran slip up. In the other side of the competition, it's not quite so clear-cut. Eslin and Balanaglera have confirmed their passage and the expectation would be that it will be in that order with Eslin topping the table. Ahavas are two points off both Kiltubbard and Bornacula, but Ahavas face Kiltubbard in their final game. A victory for Ahavas might spell trouble for Kiltubbard or perhaps Bornacula if they should also lose and all three teams finish level on four points. Bornacula must avoid defeat to Balanaglera to seal their spot in the final eight. In women's football, there was a full round of fixtures in the McCormick's Mace Senior, Intermediate and Junior Championships. In the senior grade, there were straightforward wins for last year's finalists, Glencar Manor and St. Joseph's, over Drumahair and St. Francis respectively. Glencar Manor will now face Kiltubbard in the semi-final, while St. Joseph's will have to overcome Uchtra Gales to see themselves back in the championship final. I caught up with Glencar Manor's captain, Cammy McPartlin, after their victory. Cammy, big win for you today against Drumahair. Yeah, fantastic win over Drumahair. Um, again, we weren't complacent going into it because Drumahair are good old rivals and um, we treat them with utmost respect and thank God it went our way today. You must be delighted with the way that the season has gone so far, though, having topped your group and looking forward to a game against Kiltubbard in the semi-final. Yeah, we are. We're, we are delighted so far, but uh, we have a lot more work to do. Thankfully, it's going our way so far. Um, but as I say, a lot more work to do. Kiltubbard will be a, a big game for us. Tell us a little bit about the game today. Obviously, you played it down St. Osnitz. It's a North Leitrim derby between yourselves and Drummahair in a, in a fairly good facility, if it has to be said there, in St. Osnitz. It must be nice to get out and play on decent pitches against that in the championship at this stage of the summer. Yeah, it, definitely. And the the standard of pitches is, has come up. And Osnitz, and um, all credit to, to Glen Carr there, it's it's a fabulous facility. What it was like playing them, um, as I said, we, we, we did go in anyways, uh, thinking that we were going to be the, the top dogs in the, the game. Joe Mahir always put it up to us. And they definitely did put it up to us in the, in the first half. Um, obviously, they're missing... A few of their experienced players, but their younger players are definitely nothing to be um, ignored. They, they definitely put it up to us, but uh, we came out stronger in the end. Of course, they face uh, St. Francis now in a relegation decider. And I think maybe this year was just a little bridge too far for Drummer And a, a period in intermediate football might be exactly what they need to rebuild and allow those girls to come through at that slightly lower level where they're not getting beaten as badly as they have over the last couple of weekends. From yourselves and your own point of view, you also have a lot of really, really talented young girls in the side. You've got the likes of Leah Fox and Murren Devaney, who are also playing with Sligo Rovers. You've got Alva Clancy, who's playing with Galway in the Women's National League, and even Hannah Johnson, who we had on the show today as well, talking about women's rugby. She's playing under-18 and under-19 women's rugby. How do these girls get the time to continue to play with Glencar Manor? Well, look at this is where the management comes into play. Uh, Bethany, in fairness, there, uh, John and PC are very understanding, 
and at the end of the day these girls are still training so they know how to play football as you said you know you've, we've got good young players there that uh, we, we don't need to teach them to teach their ability and they're still training away and in fairness to them you know they, they never let the club down um, where possible you know so it's great to have that uh, with the club but the other side of it is we've got a good backbone in that club that keep you know keep it going when these girls are missing as well so that's all also important too it seems to be Manor Hamilton and Glencar Manor on the crest of a wave both the men and the women topping their groups in the senior championship it seems like a really good time to be involved with the club yeah it does but the only thing is we we won't be getting complacent you know we're we're just quietly keeping under the radar and we're just trying to put in the hard work and hopefully it'll go our our year last year it was a you know a big year for the club um reaching the senior uh, county final for the first time um maybe nerves got to us a wee bit back then but we're definitely we've learned from it and at the end of the day there's no complacency it's just about hard work and hopefully it going our way on the day Wilson Cammy, thank you so much for joining me well done today I suppose I better mention at this point I forgot to include our, our Olympic medalist Dervla Rooney and that as another star <laughs> you seem to have them just don't coming they come, yeah well I, I'm worried now I might get a smack in the, in the face sometime when I'm walking by her at a game uh, but listen thank you so much for joining us well done today and the very best look into the semi-finals and beyond thanks a million Brittany thank you I also spoke to Paul Martin manager of St. Francis, about their first crack at the senior grade this year, scaring the established sides and their upcoming relegation playoff against Drummerhair. Paul, how are you after today's result? I'm good, actually, yeah, fine. Um, I know we were beaten 4-8 to 2-6 in the finish, but I'm very proud of the girls. We had an awful lot to do before the game. We had even more to do at half-time, but second-half performance is something we can definitely carry into a relegation final now, which is where we find ourselves, but... It won't necessarily be a bad year if we can stay up. It's our first year as seniors, you know, so that's what it's, it's, it's be all guns blazing to try and stay senior, and that'll be a relatively successful year for us in our first attempt. I think most neutrals will be impressed with how you've set yourselves out this year. Like today's results against the county champions is better than against Kiltubbard, who are probably the, one of the favourites going into the championship. You had a really, really tough group, and you've acquitted yourself reasonably well despite the results on paper. Ah, uh, yeah, we have acquitted ourselves right well. We've. Um, We've been competitive, I suppose, but we've been beaten in two games, and that's the reality of it. We've we it was three teams in the group, and the two other teams have beaten us. So that's where we are at the minute. We're disappointed. We you know we had lots of chances against Kiltober. We didn't take them. We were minus ten coming into the day, so we had a huge a huge amount to do. So, but again, there's lots of positives to be taken, but still a lot of work to do. Like we are a very young team. What's the prognosis ahead of the relegation decider? Probably against Drumahair at this stage. Just wait on the results from the other game. Is it against Drumahair? I haven't heard. Uh, uh, possibly against Drumahair, I don't know. Um, we're just taking it one game at a time. It's a huge game. It's a, it's a bigger game than an intermediate final last year because you know it's 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 a it's a dogfight and, and relegation finals are just about who wants it the most and you know it mightn't be pretty but as long as we're out come out on the right side it's you know as I say, said already we can stay senior. We're going to be Division One next year. Um, you know we are slowly but surely making progress. We think we are, so that's where we want to be playing against the best teams. And if we're being beaten by the two best teams in Leitrim, that's the gap we have to close. In the intermediate championship, Bournecoula St Marys were beaten by Ahawillan 4-20 to six points, while Mohol regrettably received a walkover from Fianna St Callians. That leaves Ahawillan and Mohol level on the top of the league with four points, while Bournecoula St Marys and Anna Duff have two points each after two fixtures. Those two sides will do battle this Thursday evening in Mohol at 7.30pm. 
At junior level, Drumcurin became the final side in the county to start their championship campaign, where they saw off the challenge of St. Francis's second string fairly comfortably in the end. Park Murphy uh, must be happy with that result. Yeah, very happy. Um, yes, like we had a, I know the scoreline, it was quite good for us, but you know, St. Francis it put up a better fight than what probably what the scoreline suggests. Um, you know, uh, then again, it gave us an opportunity to play all of our subs. You know, so very happy with our first day out. We wanted to make a marker today. We had to show that we mean business in this championship. We didn't have a good league, um, but now we have most of our panel back, uh, and this is a good benchmark for us, and we mean to go on from where we started today. So this is your first day out with every other team having played maybe even two or three games this stage. How much have the girls been chomping at the bit to get out and play? Oh, they've been training hard. They've been really chomping at the bit at least three nights a week, mornings, nights, you know. Uh, yeah, we've been watching from the sidelines other teams uh, doing the business. We came out and did that today, so we're, we're very, very happy with our performance today. And uh, morale is very high in from Kieran, ladies football. You've set down a marker for the rest of the championship. Kielder Gales have been setting the pace on the field up to now. They're probably the biggest challenge you have going forward. How are you looking forward to that challenge? They are indeed, yeah. Sure. We know that. We've been watching results and we need to come out and do the same what they're doing. And like realistically, everybody knows that they're the team to beat and uh, we're the team to beat them. Dermot, tough day at the office? Yeah, tough day, but we're happy. We, the girls got football, that's all. We're out for our second team is to get games, bring on our minor squad and our under-16s. They're all getting football out there today. There's an abundance of girls in the club and if the senior championship goes, only 19 or 20 of them gets a game. So there's surely 10 or 12 not getting football out there. So now they get a game with the second team. Even though they were well beaten, they performed well out there on the day. That's all that's all that's asked of them. How tough is it to keep the girls motivated when you've got results like that? Or are they aware of where they stand in terms of their second team playing against the first team? The girls aren't worried about results. All they're worried about is going out getting a game of football, getting more experience on the field. If you looked out there... The, majority of the girls out there were 15, 16 year olds. They're playing adult football here at the minute and next year they'll be stronger and tougher and it'll stand to them. There's some really good individual performances as well on the pitch and right to the very end you were fighting, still scoring points, even though you were well behind. Yeah, there's a never say die in the club. Like They keep going to the very end. They're, they're a fine bunch of girls and that's all you can ask is to try their best and to do it to the very end and that's when the whistle goes, that's it, it's over and they shake hands and walk off and that's it, it's done. And that, folks, is all we have time for today. Thank you once again to Urban Fit Crew Boxfit in Kiltahart for sponsoring the show once again. Orla McNabola will be back with you tomorrow with Faces and Places from the Mohal Agricultural Show, as well as a chat with local fiddle player Shane Meehan about his new album, Tweedledoo. I'll be back on Wednesday with In Focus. Talk to you then. <laughs>